You're listening to the Becoming More Me podcast with me, Teresa Lear Levine. You're already enough, but if you're anything like me, you thrive when you're stretching and developing yourself, creating more of the person you feel called to be. This podcast is here to inspire and support you. Let's release the negative, reinforce the positive, and elevate our vibe together as we tap into our limitless potential to transform and grow. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my goodness. A hundred freaking episodes of Becoming More Me. And this is 100. Thank you for joining me. If you've been here since episode zero, no such thing as ready. So I begin. Or if you're just tuning in for the first time, I appreciate you. I'm so glad you're here. I can't wait to learn more about what's helping you to become more of the person you want to be in this world. And I absolutely love sharing my own stories about that and the stories of all the awesome and amazing guests who come on the show. And there have been so many in the last 50 episodes. Guys, on episode 50, it released on my birthday last year. And now we've got episode one. And that also means that we are not far off from our two-year anniversary. So we'll be celebrating both of them because I believe in celebrating all of the things. But, you know, it's like I'm looking back and there's just been so many amazing things that have happened on this show in the last year. So many insanely awesome guests. And I just feel so blessed and grateful to get to show up in my office and behind this microphone and talk to you and be heard. And it's amazing to me the reach the show has gotten over the last year. You know, if you're somebody who is considering podcasting or considering podcast guesting, it's a bit of a long game unless you're already like super established. And It's fun though. I personally think it's one of the best ways to get over your own visibility blocks and to move into next stages of becoming more you because oftentimes those original episodes, those episodes zero through who knows how many, they're not, they're not listened to by a heck of a lot of people. And then it starts to grow and it starts to grow. And it's just so much fun. And you can see your own growth process through all of it. And sure, it can be a little embarrassing to go back and, you know, listen to some of them or hear the way that things started. But is that really different with anything else in life? Maybe some of the other things that are a little bit more embarrassing or less visible or available to anyone in the entire world, but it's just the way that our learning and our growth happens. And I personally think it's beautiful to have documentation, whether it's your own podcast, whether it's a journal, whether it's looking back through the videos and photos on your phone and seeing what's changed, grown, transformed, shifted over whatever period of time a week, a month, a year, a decade. I love I love documenting things and being able to see evidence of growth. I think that's part of it for me. And I've had this focus recently on cycles and some interesting revelations that have come to me through my own self-work and my work with my clients that have just been shedding light on 
the ways, at least for me, that maybe I have resisted my own cycles or not honored my own cycles and how much expansion and joy and growth come when I align with cycles. So everybody thinks of something different when they think about cycles. For me, I would think like the two main things that would come up for me would be as a female, the menstrual cycle, or also as a lover of the moon and astronomy and astrology, the moon cycles. I mean, heck, I've got the moon calendar behind me, right? So those things are cyclical and those things are often very intertwined cyclically. It is very common for, you know, women's menstrual cycles to align with the cycles of the moon. And the reason that I started thinking more about cyclical living, well, actually, I really don't know what the reason is initially, but it's definitely been on my mind more. And I mean, gosh, seasons, the seasons of the year are a cycle. And I live in Maryland in a part of the world that very much experiences all four seasons. I know not everyone does, and perhaps that cycle gets lost on some. But for me, that that cycle and those other two cycles I mentioned are very prominent. And I noticed my harsh inner critic, my desire to be productive, my high functioning anxiety, my desire to quite honestly do more than is humanly possible on pretty much any given day of the year was causing me to have this belief that I'm supposed to show up able to focus, produce, go, 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 do, do, do in the same energetic fashion every day of the year. And on those days when I don't, I have somehow fallen short. That was one of these misconceptions that lived in my brain and my subconscious and was expressed through my actions for far too long. And I don't know what brought light to it, but over the last few years, the light has gotten brighter and brighter on the way that my energy ebbs and flows, the way that one day is not like another. And also the allowing of grace, self-compassion, kindness, and acceptance to wash over me and to fuel me so that I can work with myself instead of trying to push myself into a certain energy whether that's productivity or achievement or manifesting or whatever that energy is that you know you're trying to kind of force yourself into and you're like oh why am i why am i not able to do that today you know and we can all think of those days when it was seamless it was easy it was just so in the flow and we look at those days i can think of days where it's like oh man I got all the things done that day. Plus, I had an amazing time with my husband. My kids felt supported. I ate delicious food. I moved my body. I practiced amazing self-care. And I knocked it out of the park with my to-do list. And I took a nap. You know, they're like these unicorn days. But I have had them. I have had 
more than probably the average person because it was meaningful to me to have days like that. And I also knew how bad it felt to have days where I would get to the end of it and I'd be like, oh yeah, I got all the things done, but I didn't honor me and my biggest priorities, my family, my marriage, just self-connection, connection to source, and feeling empty on those days, despite feeling like, oh, cool, I checked the boxes. So it was, it was a while ago that I kind of moved out of the even having boxes to check phase. We've talked about this on other episodes, and I've given you kind of my current planning regimen. Um, I can't remember which episode that was, but that has been a very sought after episode. It was at the beginning of this year. Let me see if I can find it in case you want to look at it, if that's the kind of thing that you enjoy. It was the last episode of 2022, how I plan my week and achieve my goals ADHD style. And it also includes in the show notes, a link to my, my planning sheets that I use. So yes, I do use lists. And yes, some could say that because a list exists, that there are boxes to check, but I'm not like living and dying by that. Like it's Monday, here's the list. If I'm not doing something on the list, then I'm not winning today. That's not it at all. It's more of a way to understand and recognize my priorities, understand and recognize things that really do need to get done by a certain date, and to bring into consciousness the other things without trying to pound it into myself. Because an energy that says, what would it take for me to accomplish these things during the month of May? is a lot better than an energy that says, I have to do X, Y, and Z. How am I ever going to get it done? That what would it take question puts the subconscious to work. And then all of a sudden the things just start getting done. And I don't necessarily need to have them on my calendar. I remember times when I've tried planning systems where I had to put all the things on my calendar and like block them out and everything. It was a freaking nightmare. Felt awful. I could feel all the resistance welling up in me, probably because I already knew that with, you know, life as a mom of four, even when kids go to school is still not predictable life. And I don't think, I don't think anybody has predictable life where we can really know that this 15 minutes, this 30 minutes, this hour is actually something that I can promise to something. So things always have to move around. And I know they've created software where you're supposed to be able to move things around easily and all, no, does not work for my brain. So I've learned what does work and I am incredibly productive, but back to the cyclical part of this, there was still this part of me that would plan a week and think that, okay, great. So like in between appointments on Monday, I have this amount of time and in between things on Tuesday, I have that amount of time and so on and so forth. And this belief in my mind that thought that during any of those periods of time, I should totally be able to knock out what needs to be done without resistance, with complete focus, with great energy, whatever, and did not account for differences in daily energy that go hand in hand with my menstrual cycle, with the moon cycles, with the seasons of the freaking year. You know, I don't know about you, but 
certain seasons are more energizing. Spring is like new life. It's energizing. I can look out my window. The sun is shining out there and, you know, the flowers are blooming. There is just all this energy of like birth and renewal and the green is just bright. And I don't feel like taking a nap or doing, you know, a late morning or early afternoon meditation. But during winter, I oftentimes require that. My energy is a little lower. I'm more in that hibernation mode and so on and so forth. So that's a cycle that goes through a whole calendar year. And then the moon cycle or our menstrual cycle is monthly. And within those smaller cycles are the same kind of things. So even though it's spring and in general as a season, that makes me feel alive and energetic, there will be times within that monthly cycle, even if it is spring, that I'm feeling less energetic, that I'm feeling like I just want to kind of curl into a ball and hibernate, that I just want to be introspective and think, or that I just want to like go and do and accomplish and conquer and all that kind of stuff. So the energy is different with the seasons and the energy is different within the seasons, within the months and within the other cycles. And I just, I encourage you to look at all the different cycles that are at play in your life. There's so many. I'm, I've literally only mentioned three. There are so many different cycles that need to be considered um, that may be running in the background and affecting your own energy and ability to be productive on a day-to-day basis. But when I stopped beating myself up for those days when I would show up to a two-hour block that I was like, oh yeah, during this block, I'm going to accomplish like four different tasks and somehow I only accomplish one or maybe even none. And I started realizing that it was okay to just let it go on those days because the other days were coming that were made for that. Then it got so much easier and I can literally feel it now. And the problem was I could feel it before also, before I got more in tune with this in myself, I could still feel it, but there was this urge to just push through anyway. And it felt horrible. You have to know what I'm talking about. When you're just like, well, today's the day, got to get it done. And it's like, you're pushing yourself. And yet it's also like your heels are dug in and you're like, no freaking way. I don't want to do that at all. And that's not great energy to do anything. Uh, You know, whatever it is, whether it's things for your business, things for your family, things for your home, just general life stuff, errands, appointments, whatever. It's not a good energy to do things in, especially when you realize the energy that you want to do those things in exists just on another day. So aligning with that allowed me to get things done when it felt right, without them getting behind. Because obviously there are some things that do need to get done on certain days. And there are some times when you're just going to have to dig in, suck it up and get it done. But if you implement something like my, you know, the way that I plan for things, you can see those things coming and you have a much better chance of allowing them to land on a day when your energy is more aligned to do them than getting to the point where you have to push through and it doesn't feel good. Working with your energy Working with things that allow you to feel like you're in flow and not trying to paddle up the river is always the best way to go, 
period. There is absolutely no exception to that. But the problem that I see is that in today's busy life, we're not actually allowing ourselves the time to say, okay, so I'm planning to do whatever this thing is on Tuesday, but if that doesn't feel aligned, I actually could do it on Thursday, that kind of thing. And yeah, that might seem like a luxury to have a backup plan, especially when time feels so short. But what I learned from actually honoring my energy and working with it is that my time opened up. I am quite literally more booked, more busy, more involved in more things than ever in my life. And yet the white space that I hold, maintain, and honor on my calendar only gets bigger. And that is a result of creating and maintaining really good energetic boundaries because I've been on the opposite side of the coin where I'm like, oh, well, you know, even though I said I was only going to take this amount of appointments or obligations on a day, I'll just fit in a few more things because I, I could and getting really run down and pulling back to really take the time. And again, time, you have to take the time if you're actually going to design your life in a way that works and honors your energy. You cannot just keep throwing spaghetti at the wall, showing up in the morning to your life and hoping that it is going to figure it out for you. Ain't nobody coming to save you, just you. So take the time to do it. This is no different than when I rant about planning out your week or anything else. Yes, it takes time to plan out your week, but do I save even more time during my week when I plan it in advance? Hell yeah. So guess what I do? I plan my damn week because the payoff is much greater than the pain of practically screeching life's movement to a halt while I look at my calendar, while I write things down, while I reschedule things that are inconvenient, while I reorganize things or make sure I have help for things or get the support that I need or do things in advance so that I'm ready. All that stuff pays off in droves. So yeah, I'll take the time to plan every single week because I'm better for it. I'm more open and expansive for it. I can show up as the woman I want to be and the woman that I want to become has room to become her because I've created that spaciousness. And when you don't have that spaciousness, you have Groundhog Day. You have recurring unwanted outcomes. So you know, change is the only constant and you got to make room for change because otherwise you don't have control over any of the change. And while there's plenty of change that we will never have control over, and that is just life and the way it is, and it is absolutely okay, there are lots of things that we do have control over. And honoring our own energy and our own cycles, as well as our own ability to plan and to show up and everything else, we got some control there. So let's work it, you know? And I, I can now, I, I couldn't do this before, but I can now like look at the calendar. I can look at the moon cycles. I can know like, ah, that's going to be a great day for batching some podcast recordings or 
that is definitely not the right time for trying to, you know, put together a new project or launch a new program or whatever. It's just going to be all wrong. I need to do it earlier or I need to do it later, but I can feel that is not going to be the right time because I'm going to feel more uh, hermit-like than open and expansive. I'm not going to want to collaborate in the ways that I want to and that kind of thing. So instead of judging myself for showing up in that energy, I am saying, okay, cool. Like I know enough about me and my body and my, my moods and my energy. I know enough about the moon cycles. I know enough about how I feel in the seasons that I can make a really good intuitive guess that this is how I need to plan my day, my week, and my month. All right. So yeah, I just, I'm wanting to bring attention today to cyclical living and that it's not something to try to outwit. It's something to work with. These cycles exist for a reason. These cycles serve us. These cycles allow for the renewal, the replenishment, the nourishment, the care that we need when we work with them. And I can't think of a better way and a better message to give to you for this hundredth episode than, you know, look at your life, look at the cycles that exist within your life and hack them, you know, and get to know and love and honor them. Because otherwise, you're really fighting an upstream battle. And downstream is where it's at. Downstream thoughts, downstream actions, going with the flow, that is always going to get you to the next best thing in such a more delightful way than trying to paddle upstream. So... I hope that's been a helpful message for you today. Again, I am so delighted and so appreciative of all of these listeners, especially those of you who have been here since the very beginning, but seriously, every one of you that that press play, that download an episode, that subscribe to the show, that leave a review. If you've been listening and you haven't read a review, it would really mean the world to me if you took a moment and did it. I actually have instructions in my show notes. If you've never left a review and you're like, how do I do that? It's so simple. I have a video that's linked in my show notes that literally shows you this is how to leave a review and makes it so easy. And it seriously, it means so much to me to read them and to understand why you love the show or what episodes you really value or what you got out of it or how it's helped you to become more you. But even more importantly, with the zillions of podcasts that are out there. It's like a guiding light or a North Star to people who are looking for new ways to learn and grow, to see the affirmation that, ah, maybe I should press play here. Maybe this is right for me. Because, you know, so-and-so really, you know, loved this about it. And that's what I need right now too. So it's just a way that we can all connect each other a little easier and a little deeper and really pass on the things that we love in a, in a meaningful way. So please write a review if you haven't yet. And just know that I so appreciate you and happy 100.
Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or post on social media and tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave action steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. Keep shining your light.